Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Intentionally Inspirational Podcast. This podcast is created for hungry entrepreneurs who are seeking motivation, personal development resources, and actionable tips. Now for your host, Jason Wright. This is episode number 81, How the Brave Master Avoids Epic Disaster, with Jenna Rodriguez. Isn't that an interesting title? I wonder what that's all about. You will find out if you listen to the whole episode. This is Jason Wright, your host, as always, having fun creating yet another podcast episode for you. And like last week, this show is brought to you by 7daypodcastlaunch.com. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast of your very own, but you don't know where to begin, you can start by going to this website. You sign up, I send you an email a day for seven days. The email contains a video and voiceover and things like that. And by the end of that seven days, you will have the confidence, the ability, and the knowledge to start your own podcast. And I break it up over seven days, so there's no information overload. It's very digestible and very easy to grasp, so I think you'll like that. Again, that is 7daypodcastlaunch.com, and you can also text podcast launch all lowercase, no space, to 678-506-7543, and you will get signed up that way as well. So today we've got a great guest as always, but instead of a random story, I want to ask you a question. And obviously I can't hear your responses, but I want to stir some thought in your mind. Have you guys ever been in your businesses chugging along? You know what you're good at. You know what you're doing. You've got your product and your services or both. And then you see a bigger opportunity. And I've talked about this a little bit lately, but you see this bigger opportunity just a little bit off course. And you decide, you know what, I'm getting involved. I'm doing this. And you jump in. And then before you know it, you've got your first client or your first customer. And then things don't go so well. Do you guys continue pushing down that road because you know there's a great opportunity, there's a great connection with your existing business, and you know that it's going to work? Or do you tend to kind of shy away from that pain and that sting and go back into what's comfortable? It's kind of interesting to think about because entrepreneurship by itself requires us to jump out of our comfort zone and all that good stuff as we know. But when you're in it, you always have those opportunities to go back into that unfamiliar space. And I'm just curious to know how many of you do that. So I'd love to reach out to me. Let me know. I'd love to hear some stories about that. So anyway, have a great conversation today with Jenna Rodriguez. We will check that out momentarily. And once you finish hearing all of that and the rest of this episode, the title of this show might make a little bit more sense to you. Let's check it out. What's happening, everybody? I've got another great guest with me this week, as always. I've got Jenna Rodriguez here with me from Brave Masters. Let me tell you what I know about her. She is a fellow podcast host of the Brave Entrepreneur Podcast. She is a business coach, a branding expert, a business strategist, an author, and a speaker. Jenna, welcome to the show. Well, hello. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. 
Well, I was looking into your uh, About Us page a little bit, and uh, I saw that you once upon a time worked at Express, and uh, I used to spend a lot of money there back in the day. So <laughs> my wife you like get those a... those tight pants and jeans, huh? So tight that if you dropped your car keys, you had to call a cab because you couldn't even bend over to get them. That's right. <laughs> so I was hoping you could yeah. kind of walk us through your your early days there, um, specifically when you kind of decided, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own thing kind of there to now and i'd like to hear about that journey a bit yeah take 20 years and sum it up in two minutes right <laughs> so um, no you know it's true i came from a fashion design background and my early days i was a computer-aided fashion designer at express uh for a little while and um and that was towards you know in my college years i went to ohio state and uh and that's where the campus is for express and limited and victoria's secret and you know all of those less wexner um uh companies and it was it was pretty cool. It was actually my first experience really watching the difference uh, of brands, right? Big box brands and how they differentiated themselves. And and after that, I moved into uh, makeup artistry, and I actually had pretty much taught myself how to, and I loved it from a young age. And um, so that whole fashion makeup artistry, you know, industry uh, was where I ended up for a little while. And and I I kind of played with a little entrepreneur, uh, freelance, right. Freelance work. And, um, and I dabbled in it for a little while. And then I kind of got sucked back into getting a job cause it's like, all right, I got to pay the bills and pay the car payment and stuff like that. Uh, so it was, you know, back and forth with, you know, working for someone and really having this entrepreneurial itch. Um, but I didn't have the mentorship. My, you know, my mom was great. She was a housewife. She was an artist. Uh, but you know, I, you know, just didn't have that entrepreneur to, to look up to. And my dad was a corporate computer programmer and worked at American general and, you know, and pretty much did that most of his life. So I could tell that I wanted something on my own, but I was always unsure of just exactly how to, how to make it happen. So like I said, I freelanced for a little while and then I ended up working for a company out of Chicago. We, and, um, my 15 minutes of fame, I guess I was uh, part of the makeup artistry team for Jenny Jones show at NBC. Cool. And, uh, which was very cool. Uh, and beyond that, you know, I, I jumped from kind of company to company. So I got a lot of experience. I'm sure people were like, why are you jumping jobs? But the truth is I was very multi-passionate, multifaceted. I've ha I have a numbers and accounting background along with a marketing and fashion and, you know, creative aspect. So the creative and the logical number, I'm basically a 50-50, right? And, and so I got a lot of experience in different companies, different organizations. And in 1999, I ended up moving back Back to where I was actually born um, is Houston, Texas, which I'm I'm at now. I, I moved in 1999 and still here. And uh, when I did that, I of course the truth was I was basically homeless. I had a I, I had a car load of belongings. That's all I had: a car, some stuff in the trunk, and my cat. 
and that's all I had. And and I started jumping from couch to couch. I didn't really have a home to call my own. Um, my my childhood friend said, "Hey, you know, come live with me. Let's get you on your feet. I'll help you out." That kind of thing. And I ended up on a couch in her her house um, for a couple months until I finally got on my feet. And and what requ- what I was required to do, of course, is get that solid income coming in. And I went and got an accounting job, and spent about eight years uh, as a controller. Um, and the last part of those years, I was actually an, an outsource controller for business owners at a public accounting firm. So what was interesting is that was really um, a, what's the word, you know, kind of a, a a learning space for me to learn how to consult different industries, different projects, different clients, which is what I do now, right? I work with multiple clients of all different you know, industries. And, uh, and, and yet when I really looked at that job, number one, the company was amazing that I worked for. The people were amazing, but I started to get a little burnout. I was really focused obviously on the numbers and not enough creativity. And that's when I started to explore ideas about, well, what could I do on my own? And I was talking to my college roommate, her, you know, my friend Kim, and she, uh, she mentioned some website that, allows you to check out stores and, and storefronts and businesses that are for sale. And I ended up looking on the, I was just curious. I got curious and I looked on the online and sure enough, I found this store. It was a boutique for women's clothing and makeup artistry. Makeup uh, was a product it sold. And I was like, and it's only 20 minutes away from my house. And I'm like, what is this? You know, this isn't a really great location. And I, took the guts to explore the idea. I took the guts to explore the idea so far as to find out if I could qualify for an SBA loan. And um, while I'm still at this corporate job, And I was getting pretty close to a six-figure income there. Uh, And the truth was I just had this pull and this, like, my heart was just not in it anymore. And I really wanted to do something exciting and new and my own, right, my own, make my own path. And I, at it was interesting crossroad because I was up for management. So I was moving up in the company and then the president pulls me into his office. Um, just about the time I had made the decision to leave, <laughs> they just didn't know it yet, uh, to, to go buy this storefront. And the president pulls me into the office and says, Hey, I thought I was in trouble. I didn't know. Um, and he goes, Hey, you know, I've been watching you all these years that you've been here and I really want to offer you a new position. We're creating a whole new department called the training, training and retention department. And we want you to be the training coordinator. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. It's like, here, let's dangle the carrot, you know? And so for anyone out there that, uh, you know, has ever been tested, (laughs) how committed are you to like taking, um, this entrepreneurial thing seriously? Uh, I was definitely tested and I was brave enough to, say no and no thank you to the president of the company and say no thank you to the boss that was moving me up in my department. And I jumped out there. I bought the storefront. I jumped into a loan um, and and took it on for – that was like 2006. Um, So that was my first leap of – I mean a huge leap of faith for sure. Uh, Not only did I – 
kind of take on debt, <laughs> I jumped out there and, and I really had to believe in myself in order to make that happen. Um, and I'll just kind of kind of close out that story. The truth is, is that first business did not work so well. I ended up a year later um, in 2000, late 2007. And, uh, and if you can only imagine moving into 2008, I was, uh, the ninth store in the, the square that I was in to close. And I, and it was because I was two months behind on rent, even though I had earned $300,000 in sales for the year, I couldn't keep the cash flow um, above water. And so I was bleeding cash. And I, you know, of course, had to talk to an attorney and go, okay, what are my options? You know, I'm trying to catch ahead, get ahead, but it's not happening. And the landlord won't let me move to a smaller space. You know, I was trying to do all these different things, of course, to try to get out of it. And, um, I was pretty alone during that time. I didn't have a lot of mentorship or, I mean, business coaching, I didn't even know it existed back then actually. And, uh, that's like 11 years ago. And so sure enough, uh, it, my my choices were limited. <laughs> I either had to restructure, you know, through a bankruptcy restructuring plan and keep the business alive, thinking it, I could make it work. And I told the attorney, I said, look, I, I, I think I'm done. I have a two-year-old home. I want to save my house. I want to just move on. I just, I think this isn't, it's not working. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 700,000 in debt. Like what, how am I supposed to like make this float? Um, and so sure enough, I, I ended up having to close the store and it came with a cost of course, and that was bankruptcy. Uh, and I look back and I honestly didn't speak about that for a long time. Like I felt a lot of shame around it and like, Oh my gosh, you know, and, and I, I'm not here to advocate bankruptcy. However, it was actually there to protect me. Uh, and in the state of Texas, you know, it's like if your primary reason for filing is business, like a business failure, um, you know, you, you pretty much qualify. And uh, so sure enough, I had to close that store. But the thing is, I got my brave on the next day. And I, I speak about that a lot. Why? That's why we're called brave masters. And I got up the next morning. I said, I am absolutely not going to get a job like this is this is this is not that's not what I want to do. I want to stay the course and figure this out like what I know I have skills. I know I know a lot. So what can I do to make money? Right. And sure enough, my husband, and um, wh who's also a musician and he was also running a web design company, um, himself. And he was really needing help because he was running out of time and space and, you know, and couldn't really make more sales because he was working on the projects. And, uh, I said, okay, I can sell. I can sell the, I can go out there and network or do something and I'll, I'll sell the websites. I said, can you just tell me what HTML stands for first? <laughs> Hypertext and markup language. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, just tell me what it means and I'll go out and sell it. And um, so let's, you know, let's get this business turned around. And we quadrupled the business and that's kind of the, you know, fast forward. I'd spent, we spent about five or six years building that business. And, uh, and then we reached another crossroad in 2012 and he was kind of disenchanted, didn't really want to do websites anymore. He wanted to go back to music full time. And so I called it. I said, all right, you're out stop the partnership. I'm going to shift this business into more strategy and coaching because that's really what I want to do. And I know I can make a lot more money. And, um, and sure enough, that's what I did. January, 2013, I changed the business format and structure and transitioned out of 
a lot of the design work um, and moved into more brand strategy, business strategy. And, you know, and now we're in our first fifth year. And I just recently rebranded to um, Brave Masters because I, I work with Brave Masters. That's who I create and who I who I cheerlead. And um, and I because I think that's what entrepreneurship is. It's not the easy way. It's the brave way. And uh, and sure enough, I've proven that multiple times. And uh, and that's what we're here to do. So here I am. Awesome. That was a phenomenal answer to the first question. Awesome. That's really, really good. Thank you yeah. for that. That, that encapsulates a lot. I know people listening. God, I wish I could see analytics. I know people listening are thinking, oh, man, she's describing me. You know, what yeah, do I what you... do? I do? <laughs> That's right. Love it, man. You've got a lot yeah. of fire. You, you refuse to quit. I, I love that spirit. Thank you. Yeah, no it's got to be there. Well, it's rare. I mean, you you know, you probably talk to them too, but I talk to entrepreneurs sometimes that are successful, but they, they've they never had that real, real low, like you described, living in the car and all that. I mean, I, I think that's part of it. You know, when I listen to Eric Thomas, you know, one of the best motivational speakers out mm, there, his mm -hmm. story is so powerful because, you know, his low was so low and now his high has been so high. And that's really part of it. I think the struggle gives you an added element it gives you tools that you wouldn't get any other way so yeah it gives you that have to right yep. you gotta you gotta figure it out gotta figure it out and i and i look back and now you know and now i know that you know a huge core value of mine is that you know i say yes to things and i figure it out and i'm a work it out kind of person you know it's like i don't I don't like the word can't, <laughs> uh, and I don't like the word, you know, no, <laughs> for what, for that matter. And, and I'm on, honestly, I'm the most competitive with myself and just knowing that if, if other people can do it, and that's all I hope I can instill in someone listening is that, look, I didn't have it all figured out. I also realized very quickly after I closed that store and got into, you know, business for myself and with my husband, we needed help in a place of like, mentorship, right? And so we started just kind of looking for someone to hire to get support around. And uh, it took me a little while to find that person. Um, but once I did, you know, I found a, a great business coach of my own and I coaches need coaches, you know, you, you cannot just, you can't grow with your blind spots. Sometimes we don't know what we don't know. And that's what, um, you know, I was, pretty smart about, I guess I would say, is that I, I got clear and humbled uh, by what occurred. And I just realized it's like, I just didn't know what I know, you know, and I know so much more now because of that experience that when we make missteps like that, it doesn't, it's not who we are. It's how we certainly respond to it. And then ultimately, what do we learn from it? And, um, and, and I can stand here today, you know, sharing the story and sharing the outcome and, you know, and being able to, to, generate over a million dollars in revenue in the last four and a half years. And, and, you know, my goal is to make a million in a year, you know, I'm very honest and transparent about where I am and where I'm trying to go. And it, it's not about the money, but it is about the lifestyle that I want for me and my family. And the more I can earn and support people in a bigger way, uh, and as many people as I can possibly help, the more I can give back. Right. And I learned that I, you know, I was very much survival for a long time. And I know that if I don't put the oxygen mask on myself and, and take care of myself uh, and, and then have abundance of beyond what I need. Right. And have the excess of whether money, whatever, then I can't give to someone else. So I'm very much about make sure I'm taken care of, make sure my family's taken care of. And now how much more can I get gain so that I can give to the world in a bigger way? So, you know, that's where I'm heading. Mm hmm.
Beautiful. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, I'd love to have you talk to me about the importance and think about that that startup entrepreneur we talked about before the show. Sure. Um, talk to me about the importance of developing a brand identity, especially when somebody's just getting started. I mean, is it important? Is it something they should even think about? Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So, um, so first and foremost, I believe there's a distinction. Brand is, is really the heart of your business. It's who you are. It's the essence. It's the experience that you want people to have. It's your, you know, your, your point of view and, uh, your inner game, as I call it. And branding is simply the process of expressing that. And so if you don't know who you are as a brand, then it certainly is hard to figure out what logo and colors and, you know, imagery and things like that, that you're going to use in order to express it. So, and I, I've obviously been there, done that and in my own business. So what I recommend to people is unless you, I think it's definitely an, a, a great investment, but some people are bootstrapping it. And so if I were to help, and this is what I do with clients, I clearly look at their situation. If they got, you know, if they got unlimited funds and they're, you know, they're putting their, you know, sign in the yard and they're ready to open business, but they've got funds that they can do some investment. I say, great, let's do some investment in the branding and, and, um, you know, get clear on what your brand is and then, you know, invest in the branding. Uh, however, if you are bootstrapping it and you're starting Starting out, I say take your best guess. Um, really look at what is the experience that you want people to have of your brand, uh, because that they're going to go to your website, they're going to see your colors, they're going to see your, you know, name and and font and you know the style and the. It's a feeling that people get when they come in touch with your branding, and so do the best you can. And of course, you know, I try to give as much free information on my website and and articles and things like that of of how to think about. It, um, but ultimately, I think something is better than nothing. And I mean, heck, you can go to Fiverr.com and get you know a pretty decent logo and some decent graphic design, versus you trying to create it in Word or something on your own, right? Um, and just get started. And my biggest key, uh, especially in startup mode, is just be consistent, no matter what you do. Make it feel consistent, and so that people can take you seriously, and uh, and start to trust, like, and know you in a much more powerful way. And, and then after, cause honestly that first year you're still trying to figure out who you are anyway and how you want to be seen and you're testing the marketplace and you know, you're putting out your messages and is this what people want to buy? Is this the niche I should be in? Uh, and so when you really start out, unless you've got a solid foundation of just knowing exactly who you are and how, who you want to be, um, then I say, invest some, get consistent, be professional, get it, you know, get it looking great, um, to the best of your ability and then go in, go into business, right? Get into business, get in, get, get to work with clients, um, or customers and what have you. And then you'll start to have the feedback and the testing per se, I quotes <laughs> testing of your marketplace. And you'll start to learn more about yourself, uh, and learn more about, you know, your market and the clients that you're really meant to serve versus just anyone and everything that's coming at you. And then you can really take a step back and do some reflection. And of course, that's usually the clients I'm working with is more in that second, third year where they're, um, 
ready to do like a VIP day, get some more clarity and then do like a branding bundle identity, you know, restructure of some sort. And, uh, and they can really take their branding to a whole new level based on who, where they've grown. Um, and I think that's the thing about branding. It's going to evolve with you if you let it right. If you're smart about it. Mm -hmm. And just like I have, you know, brave masters is the next growth phase for me and my business and my company and the team that I'm building. And, um, and it, it's really the bigger conversation that I'm having. And I, I started having it probably two years ago, uh, but there was a time and place for me to make this investment, right? There's a, like, I think it's about timing a lot of times and um, being strategic uh, about when you do things and how you approach it. And if you have no clue, then that's when you try to hire somebody to, to help you guide, you know, have the guidance, you know, and, and really navigate it. Uh, but that's my advice is get something done. You know, the other thing, quick tip, stop using Gmail emails <laughs> it's like a pet peeve yeah, it's like, only five bucks a month to upgrade to your own custom dollars. <laughs> yes. so i've got three or four of them and it's well i mean it's well worth it it just presents so much better you know it immediately i'm like your brand you're over there branding gmail and yahoo you know on your business card it's like no you know that you look like you just started and uh so yeah those are like some inexpensive things that you can really flip and if you don't know how to set it up google it youtube it or you know hire a web company or something that can help you with the hosting and and on all the setup or whatever but um those little things i believe do make a difference in the impression that you leave because we only have the t you know first impression for the most part mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, here's a, an interesting one. And it's, I kind of think back uh, on my journey a little bit with this. But if we fast forward a year, so let's say somebody listening has been doing their business a year, year and a half, something like that. And right. if they look at their website, their email signature, their social media, maybe their business cards, uh, what are three, three strategies you would offer uh, to help them clarify their brand message? Because what I see a lot, and I'm sure you see it even more than I do, is most people have some inconsistencies across all those and it can get confusing. You know, uh -huh. people say, I, I don't know what you offer and they're not going to spend 10, 15, 20 seconds trying to figure it out, especially not on your website. So what three strategies right. would you offer to clarify the brand message? Yeah. When it comes to, like you said about that timeline, and I, I recommend this, you know, to every business owner about once a year, you know, take a, take an inventory of your brand touch points, you know, and everything from social media to profiles, to yeah, copy, uh, to website, to how you show up in a room personally, uh, all of it. Uh, so take an inventory or, you know, something I do for people is a brand audit, right? Sometimes it's just time to do an audit. So that's the first thing is to just really get aware of what's out of sync what's not feeling consistent because if you notice any dis disconnect then you then for sure it's happening out there um, so that's one one thing is is create that uh, process for yourself of auditing and, and inventory of, of your touch points second when it comes to your message I call it brand sound is uh, kind of the the component that I reference in my system uh, and that's that brand sound is everything that's related to how you verbalize how you articulate, uh, you know, who you are and what you're, you know, what you're, what you're offering, what problem you're solving, et cetera. And I think the most important thing is to realize that there's a difference between a brand message and a point of view and a marketing message, uh, at least in my book. So the, the thing that I recommend is, is, it both, in my opinion, are required. Brand messages allow people to connect with you and your marketing message allows people to hear you. 
right? If and a lot of times they're coming in through a maybe a sales page or a, um, a you know the initial part of your website, and they've got to hear themselves. Right, they're going to be able to hear themselves and hear you in the messaging that you have or the questions that you ponder um, at the top of your site. Right, it's not all about you on your site; it's about what's in it for them, and that's the marketing message and the strategy that I use is called mimic your market. So listen to verbatim what your clients and prospects are saying are their challenges or their problems, and those words, those phrases are what you need to be using in your copy and your marketing messages and your blog titles, right? It's not complicated. It's just listen because what our brains do is interpret what other people say, right? And then we start flipping it around and making it our own, you know, variation. And that's, I think, the mistake that we make sometimes is we start using our own jargon when we're trying to market to people. Uh, so one is get clear on how mimicking your market and putting on that new radar. So when you listen to people or you have a sales conversation, I, I literally take notes on every single call that I have with someone so that I can verbatim write down what they say, not what I hear, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I do that. And then secondary to that is the brand message. And the process for that is to really think about what are your beliefs about what you do in your industry? Um, you know, one of my brand messages I just mentioned, I just said earlier was entrepreneurship's not the easy way, it's the brave way. That is a very strong point of view on my part. And, uh, and people get to know me because of that, right? And the whole brave conversation um, has taken a life of its own, actually, but it's very much a part of my brand uh, and, and the life that I give it. And so brand messages are those points of view. And those, I think, should be sprinkled in to, um, you know, whether we're having a podcast interview or we're, where we're sharing, you know, points of view on your website, because people need to connect to who you are and what you believe. And sometimes it might pull polarize, which is, I think, perfect because you don't want everybody to like you. It's not about being vanilla. It's about being you and authentically you and true to your beliefs and your points of view. And if your point of view changes, great, announce that, right? Mm -hmm. But it's about being um, specific to how you want to show up and how you want to communicate who you are and what you believe and how do you see it. And the people that you're meant to serve will align with that. And if people don't agree, they may not agree and still hire you mm -hmm. because at least you have a point of view, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And when you blend in and you're trying to serve anyone and everyone, that's when you dilute your value. That's when you dilute your brand um, and perception. And I just believe that for us to really, you know, market ourselves and, and get our message across, we've got to market, we have to have the marketing message because people need to get it and, you know, quickly and they need to hear, oh, okay, this is what you solve and this is the conversation you're having and uh, the problem that I can get resolved or what have you. But then the brand message lets people connect and that's why they hire you mm -hmm. is the connection. So, yeah. You are spitting 24 karat gold, my friend. Yay. <laughs> I like to say I spit diamonds. No, I'm just there kidding. you go. Well, you know what's funny about what you just said is I can't even tell uh, you when, but once upon a time, but I think it was before I started the podcast, I woke up out of a dead sleep and I thought intentionally inspirational. So I don't know what that is, but it's going to yeah. change my life. So uh, when good. I first started doing the podcast, I was just like kind of talking and kind of inspiring people. And then it was like too broad of a stroke, you know, it's like, ah, everybody can value from it. Then I started to realize like, I don't want to do that for everybody. Cause if people want to ignore me and they want to lay around on the couch, they want me to take care of them. Like, I don't want to talk to those people. Like those aren't my people. 
So then right. it was like, well, entrepreneurship's really what I'm passionate about. And then, you know, here yeah. lately, it's like, you know, I, I just absolutely, I get so excited. I could scream like a, a little girl on Christmas thinking about that <laughs> startup phase. I love seeing that belief in someone's eyes for the first time when they're like, you know, I've always been in the corporate world, but I've got this idea. And you just see their yeah, whole demeanor change and you hear yeah. it and you're like, are you kidding me? You've got to act on that. It's amazing. That's, that's where I get excited and that's what I hone in on. But no, you, uh, you were speaking about things that it was kind of taking me back through that same journey. So excellent awesome. stuff. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm with you. I get all pumped up when somebody's like getting their brave on and ready to take the leap into entrepreneurship. Cause I just feel like it's the most, um, it's, I, and I clearly, I completely respect corporate America. And if that is your thing, then go with it, go for it, right? Go for it all the way. Um, Cause there is a place for that in this world. And when you're an entrepreneur, I, for me, it's been the, the opportunity to create my own potentiality, right? It's, it's, there's no limitation. And, uh, and that's what I'm all about, you know, is like living in my fullest potential. Long live the disruptors. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't resist. I've got to hear about your podcast a little bit. Um, well, I, I understand the title very well, especially after us talking. Yeah. So tell us about your podcast a little bit, and then I'd like to talk to you about um, how powerful a podcast can be in building your brand. Yeah. Okay, great. So yeah, thanks for letting me share. I So you can find out, uh, clearly you can search on iTunes um, for The Brave Entrepreneur. That's the title of the podcast. And I created that uh, in 2015, uh, you know, really wanting a platform to, to demystify, you know, entrepreneurship and really to tell people stories and let them uh, speak their truth and, and position themselves, of course, and what their brand is on a, a worldwide stage. That's what I think podcasts are brilliant at. And, um, and I didn't, you know, I went into it very open-minded and like, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I'm just going to be, I'm going to commit to consistency. That's what I said, right? Yep. Like just, you got to commit. And so the brave entrepreneur is amazing. You know, we have different guests that really it, very much like this, just a conversation about their story, what brave moments they had to really overcome and, and what does brave mean to them and how to they implement um, uh, in their life and uh, what are some, you know, what practical strategies, you know, for growing a business or being in business, et cetera, they can give. Uh, because I want people to walk away from that show feeling like if I, if they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. No matter what stage people are in. And I think even like you and I, in the stages we're in, we still need that like connection to somebody else sometimes going, you know, I don't feel so great today. So I need to go listen to something that's going to, you know, reconnect to the fact that, all right, I can do this. And if they can do it, I can do it. So, um, that was the intention. Uh, and I think it's, it's delivered on that and you can go to, go to the brave podcast.com and find, you know, additional episodes or of course on iTunes uh, and I love reviews or, you know, certainly comments. It's so funny. I don't know if you experienced this, but I'm like, I got tens of thousands of downloads and 70 countries listening. And I'm like, crickets, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, of, co of course, some people do reach out and, and say something. And every so often I get that one more, you know, email that says, I'm listening to your podcast. Great job. Keep going, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I think it, it is a, it definitely is a brave step for people. I think it's, um, you know, it, you're putting yourself out there vulnerably, uh, and you got to be willing to, to kind of lay it out there and let people see who you are and what you're, what you do stand for as far as your brand. 
Uh, and I do feel there's power in it. I think it's de- brave, this whole brave conversation. I mean, I never thought I'd name my company brave masters. Um, I didn't see that until this year. And, uh, and yet that's where the conversation started was everybody started to see that I am, you know, I exist with this brave conversation. Um, and so it kind of took a life of its own. And, and then I realized that that's what I'm all about is helping people like really get their brave on, right. And step into the fear, step into the doubt, step into, cause I know their potentiality. I know it's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so sure enough, um, I think podcasting, I do believe, and you can disagree, but I do believe, unless you're creating it for primarily your business, you know, like that's your business model, and you're going to monetize it, and you're going to build the following, and you're like going to put all, all this focus on podcasts, right? Um, as the and mine is more of a marketing strategy and a brand strategy, not my primary source of income. It's a it's a visibility tool for me, and it's a credibility tool. So depending on your intention, I think depends determines the timing in your business. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got a lot of clients myself that I work with that are in their first couple years and unless they've got their cash flow handled, you know, and like I said, unless they're going to monetize that podcast crazy, um, then I like to say, you know, there will be a time and place for it. Uh, so that's just my opinion. I think it, it depends on your intention and your strategy around it. Um, and ultimately I love it. I've, you know, crossed my hundredth episode and, you know, a couple months ago and I was like, dang, I've been doing this every week. (laughs) Like like how time flies, right? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. I I think podcasting is great for, like you said, uh, putting your real self out there. And I'm sure you've heard it. I've talked to people that um, when they get on the podcast, they're just almost a different person than they are off the air. And it's like, oh, that just happened there. That's weird. But I get the feel this is really you (laughs) everywhere I find you. And it's the same way with me. But, you know, less people get a... You know, it's not live video, but it's more convenient than video because people can listen while they're driving and stuff like that. But, you know, it puts you out there and it gives you a platform. You know, it gives you the ability, like you said, to connect with people all over the world. I mean, I love talking to people from Australia, the UK and Singapore and everywhere. And it's a lot of fun. I know. Me too. And, you know, what's funny is I don't know if you heard this. I hope you haven't heard this so I can uh, be the bearer of good news for you. But did you hear that Apple is going to give us more analytics with the downloads. I did not. I heard that today. Today. Awesome. Yep. And I, I need you to like send me a link or something. Yeah, I think <laughs> so I, I saw that. Where did I see that? Was it on Facebook? That's awesome. But yeah, so what I read and I was just kind of speed reading, I don't yeah. know if they're going to break it down by show or they might just say these are the trends with podcasts in general, like people are abandoning podcasts at 10 minutes or there's going to be some data that's going to help us for sure. Because now, nice. I, you know, like, as you know, there's a ton of mystery to it. So Yeah, right. I just recently. Right. It's very general. You know, I'm like, OK, well, I got a big number, but I don't, I don't know what's happening. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I just took a big awesome. risk and just transferred from one host to another. And there's like redirects and things going on. And like I went. From like a big spike in downloads to absolutely nothing. I'm like, I don't know what's if things are working oh, right. No. So oh. we're in like Where's a weird connection. Yeah, I mean, we're like in a weird time right now, but I'm just gonna have faith it'll it'll bounce back. And I don't know how that works behind the scenes, but um, yeah. So we will see. But so far, so good. So uh, I'm That's a good. big fan of podcasting. Obviously, this is actually episode 80, but we've only aired uh, up to 73 at this point. So we're starting to backlog a little bit, but. Um, like I told you, and I've told these guys, um, we're going to go to a couple shows a week here, probably in August. So I'm just out of necessity. 
Awesome. But yeah. What's uh, what's next for you? What else do you have going on? Uh, you know, in the next six months or so. You know, goodness, uh, it's so funny. I was meeting with my my mastermind and my team this you know today and yesterday, and and I was like, what is on my list? <laughs> They're clearly you know um, continuing to roll out more and more of the the new brand uh, branding for that matter, um, and doing more Facebook lives. Like I love podcasts too because it's voice only, easy for people to get to. But I love also the interaction of the the Facebook live, and so um, uh, building out my my Facebook. Facebook, you know, group, uh, private group, get your brave on group and really interacting and engaging with people there. Uh, but internally, uh, I've got, you know, I've got different um, uh, initiatives around building coaching certification program and getting coaches to coach uh, my clients and really starting to build more leverage and team. And uh, and ultimately, I've got a book in me. I got another book to write. Um, so those things are coming down the pike. And then I, I do events and workshops and, you know, different things uh, throughout the year. And, and so some of those things will start to happen as well. So just a lot of um, kind of re- you know, redesigning how I want to feel in my business. And, uh, like you, I think you mentioned, you know, you, you know, you do a lot of funnels and online marketing and, and I, I'm, I'm actually developing more of some online products and, and programs and video programs and things like that so that I can reach more people. Right. It's like, there's only so much time in the day for me to, to help. <laughs> so I got to make sure that I'm still getting the, the message across in ways that, you know, unlimited numbers of people can can receive so lots of things lots of moving parts uh lots of things happening um i'm blessed to have a you know great mastermind group that i work with with my elite my elite brave masters and uh and just continuing to to grow that experience because i just think it's so powerful to to really be one-on-one -on -one with people when i can um and um, yeah and just try to start to create some more group possibilities so that i can be live even in person with them. So yeah, lots, very, lots happening. Very nice. I love to hear that. I mean, you're, you've reached a, a great level, but you're, you're not satisfied. You're going to keep going. I love nope. that. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if somebody lifts, listening from my audience, Inspire Nation would love to connect with you, Jenna. What's the best way they could do so? Sure. Please go to bravemasters.com and, and find out more and, and, you know, free resources and articles and, and ways to, you know, connect with us. And also definitely on social media, Facebook, like I said, we've got Get Your Brave On is a, a group for entrepreneurs and it's a great support and community. And I want committed, brave entrepreneurs to join us there. Um, so you can just search Get Your Brave On. And, uh, and of course, you know, my, my fan page and just look for Jenna Rodriguez, pretty much everywhere else, Twitter, et cetera. Uh, and yeah, just tell me that you heard me on this show or, or just ask questions or I'm an open book. So it's like, I, I do my best to, to just be as transparent as I can. I think that's what brand is all about at this point. Um, you know, because that's where the connection happens and, and, uh, and I'd love to, to hear from people. So yeah. So anywhere I'm, I'm online, that's for sure. Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate your time. I feel like Thank this episode you. specifically has just a ton of value. If somebody's a note taker, they better bring their notebook. So good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. What is happening? We are back to the main show. Jenna, thank you for your time and your expertise. Very much appreciated. If you guys want to check out the show notes, as always, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com. 
forward slash episode 81 for conversation highlights, Jenna's bio, and all of that good stuff. Well, guys, I, I hope that question at the beginning of the show has, has got your wheels turning because I'm telling you what, I'm going through that right now. I'm going after a bigger opportunity, ties in well with the business here, and it's different. It's different, but I'm keep keep going, and sometimes you skin your knees a little. We just got to get up and keep moving forward. So um, when you've been out of the comfort zone for a long time and you become comfortable again, sometimes it can be hard to go back into that that place, but you have to. You have to if you want to keep growing. That is all I've got for you for this week. Thank you for your ear. We will be back soon. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Intentionally Inspirational. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or check us out on SoundCloud. To check out all of our resources for your startup business success, visit our website at intentionallyinspirational.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.